So millennials feel good, energized, and to a certain extent empowered when they are being involved in decision-making process. Millennials are, are prefer instant gratification. They prefer talking about what they are doing. They prefer talking about their experiences. They prefer talking about their life in public. They, they want to share as much as possible. Uh, this is a generation which appreciates and prefers a two-way communication. That also means that, you know, you, you can't pass on instructions. You, pa you can't pass on orders or commands. You will have to collaboratively decide and take action together. Stars of Learning podcast, where your host Jyoti Ji explores the minds of the thought leaders who have vast experience and in-depth knowledge in the learning industry. Now, over to your host Jyoti Ji. Hello, everyone. Hearty welcome to season two of Stars of Learning podcast, and I'm your host Jyoti Ji. I'm glad and happy that you are joining me today as each episode of my show are sure to accelerate your learning, enhance your capability, connect with these inspiring leaders and keep you well-versed with the disruption or change happening currently and in the future at the learning phase. I also assure you that you will master the best of what people have already figured out. So friends, I'm sure you will agree that it's a millennial world now. Millennials will soon make up the majority of the workforce and organizations are at a turning point with managing this next generation of talent. And that goes without saying that whichever organization that are able to attract the most desirable talent will have a competitive advantage in the future. Let's agree that human capital strategy should be robust and provide an effective framework and help the organization to adapt to the growing millennial population. The focus is on the organizational design, rewards, leadership, experience and motivation with culture, solutions to the changing generational behaviors and attributes of the workforce so that that will be the key to future success. I'm so glad and excited that you are joining me today for an exclusive interview with Aman Jain. So friends, I got connected to Aman on LinkedIn and we are also members of the same group in the profession. And when I saw his design and delivering a learning engagement program, which had a caption uh, saying, engage, educate and entertain, and my purpose of podcast was also on the similar line, engage, enlighten and empower. So I started following him on his work and what caught my attention was his research papers. Millennials and gamification, guerrilla tactics for making learning fun. Definitely a need of the hour. On this episode, we will dig into this topic, engaging the new gen at workforce uh, exploring the world largest living generation with none other than Aman Jain, a young, dynamic and dedicated HR professional currently working at VF Brands India Private Limited as HR manager and his previous stint was a lead facilitator and in the school of leadership. He is presently pursuing doctoral program 
on OB and HRM from IIM and just not that in parallel his time is spent on the social initiatives as he is the founder and president of Zav Foundation. Aman has shared great insights on his research papers and couple of key publications by Aman were on millennials and gamification. As I informed earlier, uh, it's on the guerrilla tactics for making learning fun. And another one, don't teach me, let me learn the millennials uh, learning. So he's also received best paper award for his case study, measuring of ROI in retail training and shaping a new learning culture at doctoral consortium Rajpura. So before we jump in, friends, I would like you to take a pause and please take a screenshot of this episode and share it as your Instagram story or any social media. And don't forget to tag me and all my contact details are described in the show notes page. Without any further delay, let me welcome my guest, the one and only Aman Jain. Aman, welcome to the Stars of Learning podcast. Thank you so much, Jyoti. Thanks for uh, that long introduction. <laughs> but yeah, happy, happy to be here as a part of this podcast. It's been a pleasure to have you. And uh, so, Aman, uh, uh, the style of our podcast is you know, to get a little background about you and then get into deep dive on the subjects. So uh, let's begin with a little background about yourself, how, how you got to where you are today. Sure. So let me keep it simple and uh, super basic. Sure. By profession, a learning and development uh, professional for the last 10 years. And by qualification, a behavioral sciences uh, research scholar at IIM Kashipur. And by passion, like you mentioned, a social entrepreneur in skill development space. How did I get here? Uh, well, uh, in the initial years when I was doing my uh, undergrad, uh, there were opportunities in the form of part-time or, or freelancing uh, jobs. And I would work with uh, many experiential learning organizations, which is where I picked up this flair for training, for learning and development initiatives. So ever since then, despite having done engineering, I think very clearly my, my flair for L&D was uh, visible. And so immediately after engineering, I picked up on L&D as my space and have traveled a long journey in, in this space. Wonderful. Wonderful to know that, uh, Aman. Aman, as informed, our topic today is on engaging the new gen, millennials and gamification. And one of your research paper is also on millennials and gamification. It's a guerrilla tactics for making learning fun, published in South Asian Journal of Human Resources Management. Can you give a little insight about what made you to do this research or why was this an interesting piece in the first place? Sure. That's a very good question to start with. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, all of us know this word. This is like a VUCA world, right? Volatile, uncertain, complex and ambiguous. Hmm. In fact, Oxford University now has a new term to VUCA. They call it TUNA. Okay. uh, Which is turbulent uncertain, nonchalant, and ambiguous again. Uh. So the business scenario is super volatile and is changing drastically every every moment, I would say. And today, as you mentioned some time ago in the introduction, 
over a period of time, in the next 10 years, majority of the working population is going to be millennials alone. True. And maybe a part of it will be centennials. Mm -hmm. So what is very important is for organizations to take cognizance of what millennial preferences are when it comes to working with each other, when it comes to learning something new, when it comes to creating successful, impactful business organizations. So it's always important for organizations to understand millennial preferences and try and curate their business strategies basis that without diluting the purpose of the uh, business, I would say. So the reason I picked up this topic for research was we understand that there will be this need as we move forward. We also understand that learning and development specifically plays a very important role in an organization's success. So, uh, and there, there is very little research being done from a practitioner point of view. So what I thought is why not try and identify a few aspects around what are the behavioral characteristics and therefore their learning preferences and sync in with our existing needs or our existing patterns at the organizations that we're working with and try to find a correlation and present that as a framework that practitioners can use in their organizations. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. So, Aman, uh, in continuation uh, to that, uh, the millennials have landed and the workplace is uh, never going to look back, right? People born between 80s to 2000s are all grown up and they are taking workplace by storm. Banking on your research on millennials and their preferences, can you explain to my listeners why we need to focus on millennials? Sure. What I'll do is I'll pick up on a few words and then probably elaborate more around these words uh, because these are the words which resonate very clearly with the millennial cohort, I would say. Right? Okay. So uh, this is a generation which appreciates and prefers a two-way communication. True. That also means that, you know, you, you can't pass on instructions. You, pa you can't pass on orders or commands. You will have to collaboratively decide and take action together. So a two-way communication is required. Millennials are a generation with diverse interests. So you'll see a set of people who are doing uh, X, a Y and a Z together. When I say that, there is a person who is pursuing his job, is also learning maybe a violin, and is uh, fond of reading series of books, maybe a Sidney Sheldon or Amish Tripathi, or likewise. Hmm. And people want to pursue these diverse interests as they move forward because they feel that breadth is what is going to add value to their lives over... The previous two generations, which is uh, the traditionalists, the baby boomers, and uh, the Generation X, which felt that depth is what is important in life. Mm -hmm. The other aspect is social. Mm -hmm. you know, the moment I, sell, I say social, one thing that comes to everybody's mind is social media. True. The Facebook, the Twitter, the LinkedIn, the Instagram, the yeah. YouTube. Yeah. Right? And honestly... On an average, millennial spends at least two to three hours every day in social media today, mm -hmm. on an average. Mm -hmm. They prefer 
talking about what they are doing. They prefer talking about their experiences. They prefer talking about their life in public. They mm-hmm. they want to share as much as possible. And so is a pattern in many other aspects. So today, learning has moved from being a classroom-based teacher-student interaction to social learning, where a millennial wants to learn from Generation X and wants to learn from a centennial, mm. and and that is what is social learning today. They don't want to get into a teacher-student uh, genre of learning. They want to move into a space which is a lot more informal, which is a lot more cohesive, and which they feel is going to add better value considered. compared to that of a teacher or a classroom based teaching format mm-hmm. yeah. they are vocal they are tech savvy they are also spiritual in for that matter right we'll see a lot of youngsters today a lot of millennials having this genuine practice of doing yoga every day uh, they might be following one of these spiritual gurus because they see that they are able to find their north by listening by practicing what a spiritual guru is talking all about mm. and one of the last things that i can talk when it comes to millennials and then maybe i will su- summarize basis what you telling what, what your question was is millennials or or prefer instant gratification mm. one of the biggest aspects that i have heard a lot of non millennial managers talking about you know Mm. Uh, instant gratification uh, uh, a, a few simple examples random examples would be i press the atm button i get my cash yes i want everything at my fingertips yeah i have the patience to wait watch achieve enjoy yeah you know i want things very quick that's one of the needs and getting back to your question which was why we need to focus on millennials is the baby boomers and generation x were a certain genre of people and today's workspace as it was earlier we have evolved from a mainframe system to work on a ipad yeah. or work on phone for that matter right to browse internet internet is at our fingertips yeah it's almost like bring your own device that's right that's right and that's exactly one of the needs of millennials my control my pace my place and i know what i need to do yeah definitely right so when the workspace or work scenario has changed drastically from what it was 10 years ago and what it is today mm. when the social media invasion has increased to such a great extent that an organization's credibility on social media is an important aspect today imagine yes yes yeah so when organizations have moved from where they were 10 years ago and where they are today yeah we definitely have to understand that this is also with the change of people who are in the main workspace mm-hmm. which presently is mostly millennials i am conducting one of my present research study is around intergenerational learning okay how people are learning from each other in an org- multi generational organization when i say that how a baby boomer meaning someone born between 46 64 1946 1964 is getting along working and learning and making things work 
with people from the other two generations, which is Generation X, 65 to 83, and Generation Y, which is nothing but millennials, 85 to mm-hmm. 97, 98. Mm-hmm. So the research revolves around how people from different generations are learning from each other. A millennial might be good at technology, whereas a baby boomer is good with the organizational knowledge, the historical knowledge, which a be- which a millennial will not be able to access unless he unless and until he or she is, you know, interacting with a baby boomer or a Generation X. True. Yeah. yeah. So organizations have organizational landscape has changed, and therefore it is important that organizations come up with practices. with systems and processes that are in sync with the people who are going to make it an organization yeah wow wonderful insight uh, aman all the four element vocal tick savvy spiritual and gratification it's not about entitlement but it's all about engagement right i recall a book uh, gary hamel in the future of management i think father knows best management has to go away with the uh, you know millennials coming into the workforce yeah 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 so with that uh, note aman what are the differences in outlook between the various generations sure there are quite a few but i'll pick just a couple of them in this podcast mm-hmm. the first one i would say is the approach of working right now for easy understanding of our uh, listeners let me first establish what are the three generations presently working in organizations sure so we have uh, baby boomers born between 1946 to 1964 we have generation x who are born between 1965 to 1982 83 yeah and we have generation y which is nothing but millennials born between 84 85 to 97 98 okay these are the three generations we are talking about in our podcast today okay centennials which is people born after 98 there just a few who have joined the workforce otherwise most of them are still pursuing their education academics so we are keeping them off the radar now especially for you know today's understanding sure so uh, the first aspect as i was telling is the very approach of working for baby boomers it was all about what the boss is asking me to do and they would just follow the orders while there would have been scope for discussion but a baby boomer would not question someone's authority mm. okay a generation x and and therefore a baby boomer is also they are also called as loyalists mm. generation x these are the people i would say they'll take the instructions they'll experiment they'll try to find improvements and make the suggestion if it is accepted well and good if it is not accepted that's okay it it doesn't you know impact them negatively yeah so the level of accommodativeness is far far higher compared to that of a baby boomer when it comes to working with a boss when it comes to the approach of executing a task okay lastly the millennial by default what they expect is it has to be a collaborative way of working mm. 
if you have to decide what needs to be done or what solution needs to be provided to a specific client i also have to be a part of the decision making okay so millennials feel good energized and to a certain extent empowered when they are being involved in decision making process okay interesting and therefore this collaborative nature of taking decisions is a very big and aha thing for millennials see yeah very true the second aspect is of that of instant feedback okay and now i'll go in the reverse order <laughs> yeah <laughs> so millennials when they do some task that is given to them and you you would have noticed this i mean your kids are also millennials so i'm sure you understand when you give them some task and you evaluate that they are waiting to hear what do you feel about it immediately yeah very true they they want instant feedback hmm batao batao kya hua yeah kaisa hai you know if if the kid has cooked something new tell me tell me tell me tell me tell me the level of curiosity is super high yes whereas in a generation x it is okay if the feedback comes in slowly hmm okay they are they are okay to wait whereas baby boomers maybe may not be okay to get a feedback oh okay right now um, uh, one of the clauses that i should have shared before uh, we started on this question was these are generalized behavior behaviors that we have observed okay and a lot of what i'm sharing are from research papers mm-hmm. so a generalized view need not be fit all approach like everyone is like this that may not be the case so yeah. it is always important that a generalized statement is taken in the right spirit yeah that's very important yeah <laughs> <laughs> the third aspect would be diversity in work assignment meaning variety mm-hmm. a baby boomer when given a task as i said some time ago these are the people who like depth in life so these are also the people who would like a focused approach one specific task or one specific goal oh okay a generation x has a moderate approach to this thing okay whereas a millennial might want like multiple multiple tracks running at the same time mm-hmm. last but not the least and this might be connected in some which way to the first point that i shared is a millennial doesn't prefer or like a bossy attitude mm-hmm I see that so, in my household day in and day out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. I I used to work with uh, students from grade eleven, twelve in a couple of international schools, and I often noticed it. You know, and it's so beautiful for me to be able to use those experiences in my research today and be able to write something that practitioners can make use of. when they are designing their learning strategies mm. so all in all there are different generations and each one of them have different preferences the preferences could be around the approach of work the way they want to receive feedback the diversity in the kind of assignments they want and another important piece that i can pick up on the last one being is uh, gratification mm-hmm. a baby mover completely believes in delayed gratification mm okay effort first fruit later mm 
it's okay however long it takes mm-hmm. so if you see the baby boomers that we would have interacted with when we asked them how long did you work in this organization it's always in a couple of decades yes right and they liked it that way yeah because it also offered them a work life balance very true whereas when we similarly see millennials i mean not to really stereotype but we definitely see job hopping every now and then and that is essentially instant in some which way not directly in some which way instant gratification so it's all about effort now result now i don't want to wait for quite some time to know what the result is going to be so gratification is uh, one of the uh, major differences between over over different generations and i'm sure there are many more that each one of us uh, our listeners uh, yourself and myself uh, get to experience as uh, all of us work with people from across generations yeah definitely because you know these millennials are forcing us to you know reevaluate the whole workplace practices in itself definitely these insight what you gave all these pointers collaborate diversifying very important element which you have spoken which definitely will reap the benefits immediately because that's what the millennials are looking at to that context avan uh, uh, we are also living in a world that is experiencing an uh, unprecedented change now workforce is also quickly being replaced by millennials and what what would be your experience and what strategy do you recommend that organization should use to collaborate and make the you know use of these millennials workforce effectively so uh, that's a very interesting and a aha question i would say a lot of my hr folks ask me this question on how do we make our workspace millennial friendly how do we ensure that we are just doing the right thing which is going to Uh, engage our uh, millennial population and uh, one word that comes to my mind is co-creation uh, co-problem solving co-decision making a collaborative approach to anything and everything where a millennial is being given a charge responsibility is the best way forward so if you're really asking me about strategy i would say a collaborative way, offering a collaborative way of working is one big aha thing that any and every millennial would appreciate hmm okay wonderful and uh, you were also saying aman that we should not look at putting generalized statement about millennials but people in the workplace have many opinions about millennials uh, development preferences and their behaviors but most of these lack supporting data and due to the lack of this substantial information right organization struggle to identify how they can customize uh, development to appeal to the millennial population i did see in your previous question you did talk about the three c's co-create collaborate and things but are there any learning principles and millennial learning style you would recommend for the organization or a hr or lnd need to adapt to the millennials uh, preferences and styles oh definitely so in my research paper which is uh, 
don't teach me, let me learn. We've, we've actually made a reference of it, of, of the learning principle that you're asking for. So there was this popular scientist by name Malcolm Knowles, and uh, he came up with uh, this concept called as androgogy. Mm-hmm. Right? So androgogy is essentially pedagogy for adult learners. Hmm. Interesting. Right? So how an adult learner needs to be taught or what kind of learning experience needs to be offered to an adult learner is something that androgogy talks about. Right? And Malcolm Knowles uh, is a very popular, uh, I would say, education scientist who's come up with this theory. Mm-hmm. So androgogy talks, there are four aspects of androgogy. First one is... Uh, why an adult uh, needs to learn something. So the why aspect needs to be answered, Mm. right? Mm. How an adult needs to learn something, which is usually experiential by nature, right? Okay. Adults also have to learn how to solve a problem. And they understand the process by having immediate essence to it or immediate, uh, I would say, practical example to it okay so the the Knowles androgogy theory is a popular piece as well as adult learning cycle by Cobe right I, I'm sure you must have heard of uh, uh, Cobe's adult learning cycle true yes yeah that is like one big mantra that any HR professional uh, anywhere in the world would want to base their OBT, outbound uh, learning or outbound training session, or an experiential learning session on, right? So David Cobe uh, came up with his experiential learning cycle concept, where he talks about four aspects in a very cyclic order, which is what kind of concrete experience a learner has gained. And as a result of that concrete experience, what reflective observation has the learner been able to make or understand or inherit? And from that, what kind of abstract concepts is this learner able to make for himself? And therefore, as a result of which, how is he applying what he's learned from the concrete experience, the reflective observation, the abstract conceptualization in the form of active experimentation, which is the fourth piece. So, Cobb's learning cycle and Knowles' androgogy theory are two best principles that any learning professionals can, you know, base their strategies on, learning strategies on. Yeah. Okay. Interesting, uh, Aman. Uh, Aman, uh, uh, in our previous conversation, you were also talking this generation is already, you know, digital today. And uh, they are grown with a smartphone face, with iPad and, you know. How do L&D professionals uh, recognize and understand this new generation of learners and to educate, engage, work and lead them effectively? So let me answer this from maybe two angles for now. Mm. Organizations have moved away from the standard training needs analysis exercise where uh, Excel will be forwarded to a boss and the boss is supposed to decide what trainings my subordinate or team members 
have to attend to grow hmm which, which the is days. the typical <laughs> tna methodology right right but that's gone actually today in the age where moocs massive online open courses have become the need of the hour for any individual right when the knowledge is available at absolutely no cost when you don't even have to travel to stanford and still have a have a certificate from stanford for having completed a credit course mm. i think one clear indication today is you can choose what you want to do what you want to learn mm. and my point here is that an individual should actually get a choice to decide what he or she wants to learn new or develop from and make it a point that their interests are also catered to today in the organization that i work we have people from product teams who want to learn something new and therefore they would participate in a digital marketing session mm-hmm. we have people from sales who know analytics but they actually want to do a collaborative project with the learning team to help the learning team understand data and be able to improvise the offering a learning experience to the end user oh, which is that's a wonderful star. right so uh, answering your question how do we educate engage work and lead them effectively one we give them the charge and two we offer that diverse set of options we make things more multi i would say multi functional we don't restrict a person's domain to what a person should be doing in an organization yeah hmm hmm okay uh, in context to that uh, aman uh, we are uh, definitely living in a world that is uh, experiencing an unprecedented change and now the workforce is quickly being replaced by millennials and uh, we as a tr- uh, learning and development professionals are also changing all the learning requirements right you did mention about mooc and just in time learning and you know different segment collaboration is what we should be yeah. doing but then yeah. how should training managers modify their teaching strategies i am sure you are also a trainer and the course delivery method you know the learning styles how should we rein in the potential of the learning styles of millennials how do millennials learn best what works best for them the question no i mean uh, we might be circling back into the same thing but yeah the more we uh, speak about it the higher is the emphasis and i'm sure it's going to benefit people so my only response to you know for mm-hmm. me i see there is a, a challenge with the lnd professional in themselves to look at the millennials requirement in in their requirement we should be in their shoes uh, to provide their learning needs yeah the tna yeah, is yeah. gone the thing and uh, we have to be so quick in understanding and giving just in time and that is where i'm looking at how my lnd team can benefit by hearing to you because you have done the research hence let me ask you this uh, question sure 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 so uh, it's time trainers you know move out of teaching method 
of delivering a training session to completely facilitation okay in in teaching it's more about i read this i pass on this whereas in facilitation it's all about i know this what more do you know so we are actually giving the control to a learner and that's what today's millennial would like the facilitation mode will therefore allow a learner to experience more and also take responsibility of their learning experience Hmm. and it is more of a two way method right so moving away from teaching moving away from instruction based training uh, system to that of more of a facilitation to that of more of experiential to that of more of uh, kinesthetic elements in the learning experience is is what is going to be a change in the delivery strategy altogether i would say okay wonderful so I mean, regardless of whether you know you are in a manufacturing, retail, finance, and insurance, or a hospitality, or any other industry, the reality is every L and D leader is actually grappling with a question: How can we transition the learning and development strategies to build a competitive millennial workforce that, in turn, supports the organization's future? so how can we do that transition as you will agree that you know millennials are becoming dominant influencers in the workplace and you did speak about their what matters to them is the breath their tech savvy instant gratification all of that so how do we lnd can transition this strategy into the organization sure i think let me answer this and a uh, question in in a a uh, more philosophical manner and uh, here is the place where another characteristic of millennials comes into picture millennials are a cohort who who seek clarity of thought they they need to know the purpose they need to have their own purpose they also appreciate an organization a ceo reporting manager have a direction for themselves as well as for their teams so millennials like that so when you're asking me about how do we build a competitive millennial workforce i think one of the pieces is to have three aspects very clearly on the table there which is what's our purpose what's my organization's purpose mm. how does that translate into action for me what am i supposed to do to achieve that purpose because then a millennial would feel that they are contributing to the purpose of the organization and their contribution is purposeful contribution it is not just something second is the intent so purpose when combined with good intent purpose when combined with strong intent is going to enable the right set of competencies is going to enable the motivation to work towards that specific goal or the purpose and to enable both of them we have alignment so when purpose intent and alignment all three together mm-hmm. are clearly presented to a millennial crowd okay and the business strategy is based on this these three elements i think we are able to one offer the right direction and therefore create a competitive millennial workforce on the other aspect uh, the other piece that i want to share here is it is important 
in this VUCA world that we create heterogeneous workforce, people who can do anything and everything. Okay. And for that, organizations and L&D practitioners will have to create, I would say, integrated projects. We'll have to offer multiple case study uh, experiences. We'll have to offer on-the-job trainings such that people are able to shuffle between multiple profiles. Okay. Because as the technology invasion is intensifying, there, there will definitely be mm-hmm. expectation from an individual to be able to do multiple things in, in super less time. And if that is the need, then heterogeneity becomes a critical piece to take care of. Hmm. Interesting uh, piece, Aman. Aman, uh, you did say about tech-savvy thing, you know, technology is something intensifying for them. It's actually, it's intimately embedded in millennials' lives. In fact, it's almost an extension of their bodies, I would say. What do you uh, propose for the organization to adapt a learning model for millennials? in fact which allows millennials to control what they learn when where and how they learn is there any specific framework which lnd needs to adapt as you did mention it's adult learning plus a millennial learning style any recommendation sure so uh, those who are uh, really interested should definitely read my paper on uh, millennial learning styles Uh, which is titled don't teach me let me learn and in that we have actually proposed a model called as millennial learning model so what i've done is i have combined the concept of andragogy with that of key millennial behaviors and attributes that we have observed and we've been able to gather from hundreds of research papers from across the world and basis the combination of of these two we've been able to come up with effective learning methods and to enable them we have a couple of tools and techniques so quickly if i can share one or two aspects would be nolz androgogi talks about self concept mm. right which is about uh, what i feel what i want mm. how i want aspect okay and millennial behavior is it's all about my interest my pace my place my time and my style mm, yeah so we kind of you know married both of them and we figured out that this is nothing but customized content based on individual learning preferences hmm, hmm okay right so if you see the coursera today the edx today the udemy udacity and many other mooc platforms very quickly uh, they are all ai enabled and the way it behaves is the moment you are responding to courses requirements and all of that the genre of questions the speed at which the course has to happen and the follow ups that is is a part of the overall course structure is customized basis a learner's need yeah right so a tool to achieve this would be different levels of difficulty different types of assessments and different course durations Mhm. Okay. So therefore it is taking care of a person's pace meaning speed, a person's interest and a person's learning style. Mhm. Androgogi also speaks about experience and 
as i shared some time ago millennials have this high need for peer learning teamwork immediate feedback mutual respect mm hmm so they learn new concepts to practically apply to different scenarios technically that's what it means if they are seeking constant feedback immediate feedback that means they want to improvise mm hmm uh, i think gamification is the best solution when it comes to the experience aspect of andragogy mm hmm with the different types of questions case studies scenarios and all of them giving immediate feedback on what really worked what did not work is going to enable a right learning environment similarly we have uh, readiness which revolves around different forms of assessment uh, we have orientation which revolves around diversity uh, result orientation inclusiveness and things like that and that talks about the variety of ways in which learner can learn a specific concept it can be through a presentation it can be through a diy kit it can be a blended learning a part of it in a classroom and a part of it in a virtual uh, skype session or something mm -hmm. uh, that takes care of orientation and then we have finally motivation which is uh, how positively how optimistically and responsibly a learner is able to create a learning environment for himself and is able to explore engage inquire and achieve right which is nothing but taking care of his or her need for achievement scores badges awards and more okay so small question big answer pardon me for that but uh, millennials uh, learning is the focus and i thought let me spend more time on this sure but yeah for those who want to understand this better they can always refer to the research paper yeah yeah so so amande you mentioned your research paper is this available uh, if we just do a google with the title what you have mentioned yeah yeah it is okay. you just have to type don't teach me let me learn plus amanjean and you will find it on iim indoors website okay wonderful yeah. so friends yeah. uh, uh, don't has allowed this detail will be put in my description uh, uh, page so you can quickly pick the link and uh, start looking at it so aman immensely impactful insight you have given on the you know technology and the tools uh, for people to uh, you know look at definitely uh, what millennials are looking at is a, a clear visibility or their profile strengthening with the badges and how they have made a progress extremely engaging and it should be ai driven for them to you know accept how and where they are going so it's like just in time is what they are looking so moving on to that uh, with the ai driven gamification is a technique to engage members of the millennial generation which you just mentioned definitely this has gained a considerable traction at work workplace in fact in my organization also you know the badges play a magnificent role uh, <laughs> i'm sure for rewards and recognition so what yeah. is gamification and why you need gamification for millennials if you can say why that's important and how is it relevant for the workforce sure i think gamification from from the experience that i have had implementing it for thousands of learners across the country in the last 4 5 years gamification is a virtual tool that allows a learning practitioner to engage their learners over a specific period of time mm hmm you know 
when I say that, what I mean is, let's say I delivered a training program on seven habits of highly effective people. Okay. Right. Uh, I'm sure you're aware of it. It's one of the popular books by Stephen Covey. Right. And a lot of times in organizations, we have a few uh, dedicated learning professionals who actually convert the entire book into a training program. True. Right. Now, that's a lot of learning. And, and usually it's a three-day session. But we also know for a matter of fact that a three-day session, if not blended with a sustained learning engagement is just a birthday party. Hmm. Yeah. People came, people attended, they asked questions, they felt good, they clicked a few selfies, they put something on LinkedIn <laughs> and a f- just, a, just a small percentage of it picked up something and will start incorporating it in their life. Hmm. Right. True. So what is missing is sustaining that learning. Hmm. And and pardon my language, but I always feel that any learning initiative, any learning program, if it does not have a sustained sustenance element to it, then it is pure play birthday party. Hmm. You know, people come, people go, people click pictures, people eat and go. Hmm. So and so I say in my style, it is a movie, time pass, samosa. Kaya, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> good one, good one. <laughs> so I think answering your question, gamification actually helps us manage this piece. Mm-hmm. Engage the learners over a virtual learning platform and engage them in a way that they feel involved, appreciated and experiencing something new every time they are on the platform. Mm-hmm. So gamification is supposed to offer them a learning experience, is supposed to appreciate them through different scores or badges or levels that you can pose in the form of questions after the learning module or a learning piece and also offer them a space, a social space where they can share on how they have used or applied what they learned from the platform. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. So using technology to engage our learners such that we are able to sustain what was shared with them over, hopefully over a physical or a live session is the best way in which we can make learning really, really relevant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting uh, insight, uh, Aman, especially the social space to engage learning. I think that would be my key takeaway from this because I had not focused on this particular segment. <laughs> the sure. experience and the appreciation part, a bite-sized learning and uh, the continuity uh, because you cannot do like within a, after a three day, you can't see really a wow person there, but then slowly and steadily he's practicing that and then only you can see after 45 day or a 90 day but putting that person into a social space is something uh, interesting segment. Yeah, as you said that they are in the social space for two to three hours. Uh, millennials are uh, are aces at googling, right, and discovering information. And what is your insight about millennials' learning, motivation, and gamification? Is there any model uh, which is correlating to motivating factors 
and the gamification element definitely <laughs> that's a lot of lot of information i would say in one single podcast but yeah i will try to you know share the best that i can so there is this uh, uh, theory called as mcclelland's uh, achievement motivation theory mm-hmm. right mcclelland is a very popular uh, behavioral scientist and uh, many decades ago he actually conducted a series of experiments in in a small city called kakinada in south india mm-hmm. and the series of experiments that he conducted were uh, later documented or were later i would say articulated in the form of book which is achieving society okay by david mcclelland so what his his theory says that a human being has three needs very clearly hmm. need for achievement power and need for affiliation okay right and for a matter of fact we know that millennials might have characteristics which are in sync with these mm-hmm. for example when it comes to need for achievement millennials seek rewards and appreciations they have this sense of entitlement in a positive sense mm. right when it comes to need for power it's all about the self concept if you remember we spoke about autonomy pace interest style time place right um immediate feedback true and need for affiliation is all about inclusiveness responsibility teamwork the social aspect mm-hmm. right so when we combine both of them which is mcclelland's achievement motivation theory and the behavioral characteristics or millennial characteristics mm-hmm. we can actually then connect it to a few gamification elements again we call it uh, gamification immersive learning elements okay so need for achievement rewards appreciation being the points the badges the levels the positive and the negative reinforcement which is in the form of feedback the competition and many more leader dashboards you know in in my organization we publish a quiz and the moment the quiz is published those who answer all the questions in the least time possible their name pops up on the leaderboard okay and we have 6000 people across the country oh okay so everyone wants to be in the top 10 yes yes and this is nothing but need for achievement mhm right need for power is uh, as i said all about my interest my pace my style and many more and that is nothing but easy access yeah it could be reports it could be to the knowledge space or anything more mhm and need for affiliation is all about peer learning social learning that we spoke about peer evaluation peer challenges i will challenge you you challenge me mm-hmm. constant performance feedback from fellow learners mm-hmm. so uh, answering your question uh, motivation combined with millennial characteristics can definitely uh, help us gain interesting insights around gamification elements how we could use these gamification elements to keep our millennial crowd motivated in in the learning journey yeah okay interesting heavy answers please pardon me for that but <laughs> no much needed i think uh, insightful uh, among the three needs and then the kind of examples you have quoted i think it you have made it simplified i would say 
Yeah. So uh, moving on, Aman, uh, you did say that you know in your organization you do do that quiz that top ten is uh, what people are looking at. But what are the ways of popularly gamifying learning? There are pre and post factors. Okay. So pre factors is when the learning is going on, when you push some content which is in the form of a presentation, a video, or a write up, people are consuming it. Okay. You actually give them knowledge score when they are reading it, when they are watching it, when they are flipping through the slides of the presentation. So even the experience of learning should fetch them scores. Okay. That will motivate them and that will trigger their need for achievement to get higher and higher score. Okay. The first factor would be in the form of levels, in the form of badges, in the form of leader dashboards. in the form of quizzes and extra bonus scores for that okay gamification is not just scores and levels and points but it can also be in the form of giving feedback reinforcement mm-hmm. it okay. can be in the form of the ui the way you are taking the learning journey through mm. and making it a rewarding and a great learning experience for a learner okay uh, interesting i think uh, it's boosting their need of achievement in multi variety way and uh, we did virtual certification in my organization and that was like a wow factor for the crowd and they have their own dashboard on how their learning scores are looking and yeah so some of that you know the it's a positive reinforcement on the uh, gamifying the learning element with that note uh, aman my last question to you we have heard that uh, to engage and retain millennials we have to definitely have that clear career path for them because they are just not one track multi track and things like that but then how do we also empower millennials through leadership development sure so uh that's a very critical aspect i would say because uh that's the way forward right we'll have to build leaders for future right and organizational landscape is exponentially changing every day so there's definitely a need towards leadership development so how do we empower millennials uh through leadership development is by essentially showing them a direction which is in sync with the organization's purpose intent and alignment okay only when i'm able to correlate and explain a millennial that see the organization wants to grow in this direction mhm and we are hell bent upon with an intent of making this happen and we are aligned to whatever it takes to making it happen so when an organization is very clear and therefore in line with that we are able to create a high potential development learning journeys for the selected ones obviously uh, we are definitely uh, you know getting our next set of leaders from the millennial cohort ready sure i think uh, the current leaders should take a trend of you know having that frank conversation and uh, giving them the honest and transparent feedback which would help them and uh, and i think uh, that's how the exchange of learning between the senior leaders and the millennials will drive this result to have that 
future leader in the organization yeah insightful uh, aman aman uh, before we jump into a uh, uh, important segment of our question and one last question uh, aman from your research uh, what is that one thing you would have noticed as a challenge as we are living in a world that is experiencing an uka world and is there a system for an organization to thrive in the uncertainties and disruptions hmm that's a jumla question <laughs> <laughs> um so i would like to answer this question uh, more from a learning aspect than from the overall uh, business business or an organization context Uh, sure. i think one of the challenges uh, major challenges in learning and development uh, initiatives is being able to collect understand reuse the data of learning okay are we really recording what each training experience is like in organizations is it beyond a feedback form is it beyond a trainer feedback Mm-hmm. and from the data that i am able to gather how am i using it for further development of my other participants as i move forward so being able to harness data is one interesting challenge and i would say that's also connected with research we you know not a lot of practitioner based information is getting into research is is being published so that the other fellow practitioners learn from it true and the second piece would be roi of learning while we have fantastic models kirkpatrick philip model and and many other models in which we can evaluate roi of learning the question is a are we applying it in the right spaces where required and b is it really really making a difference to the organization hmm. so those are the two challenges i see today any organization is facing or experiencing and coming to the piece of uh, there are unprecedented changes so how do we thrive in these situations or scenarios of uncertainties and disruptions i think the, the quote that comes to my mind is a constant is the only variable yeah right so uh, it is important that organizations reinvent themselves and adopt to the new practices adopt to what the what the business requirement is in sync with what the people are ready to work towards okay and use technology very very i would say conservatively sure uh, aman well and uh, that was really relevant today to uh, millennials are forcing us to reevaluate uh, the organization strategies which was like in the decades which were done to uh, implementing at least few of these changes will definitely we will see a, we will reap the benefit i would say aman and that was brilliant and we got a fair understanding of the whole success of the millennials in the workforce uh, in is completely dependent on understanding what makes them learn and work effectively and uh, yeah we also in the learning space we also need to change and adapt to the millennial preferences and styles and that would definitely be a motivating factors for them to engage with the organization amazing uh, aman 
Aman, now it's time for powerful questions to unveil for my listeners to engage, enlighten and empower. And that's the mission of my podcast too. Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So my first powerful question to you, uh, Aman, according to you, what is the star moment? Um, I think doing what you are passionate about is a star moment, according to me. You learn, you apply, you share, you network it out, and you enjoy what you do. Okay. And what inspires you to do everything that you do today? That's a heavy question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think at a very nascent stage, I kind of, you know, decided the purpose of my life. And, and that keeps me going, which is to add value to people's lives shamelessly. Hmm. Wonderful. If you own the company, what's one thing you would do differently in learning? Um, move away from teaching, get completely into a facilitation mode of learning experiences and help organizations evaluate ROI of learning in an effective way thereby showing a direct impact on the business. Wonderful. So what are the three most important things you would like to accomplish right now? Well, first and the most important thing is my uh, doctoral dissertation, which revolves around learning analytics and its impact on learning effectiveness in organizations. So that gets the first uh, focus Okay. The second one would be, uh, which is quite uh, personal and passionate to me, which is around being able to expand my present skill development center based in uh, West Bangalore uh, with a few vocations to uh, three times from what it is today. We are offering about four courses and I want to increase the number of courses to 12 and be able to uh, benefit many more beneficiaries from communities nearby. And third, which is super personal and something that I would relish doing is travel to another 10, 12 countries in the next two, three years. Yeah. Okay. And if I may ask you, what are your strengths? Um, Clarity about my own purpose. Mm -hmm. I'm often told that I'm uh, I'm good at networking and Uh, able to connect dots, connect people, and therefore connect resources. So I would say a resource investigator. And uh, how can I miss telling, learning something new? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wonderful. So what's the best book you have read this year or any time you recommend for my listeners? Well, uh, one of my favorite books that I try and reread every year is Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I feel that's one book which I would call as Bible to people who who really want to transform their own lives. Okay. And what are the characteristics of the best boss or a role model or a mentor or a coach you ever had? And what made that person great for you? So two uh, you know, pictures of two people pop up right in front of me when you're asking me this question. Okay. One is Anand David, who was my coach, my mentor, my guide. 
in the initial years of my career. Uh, he is very popular. He is the founder of Manford and popularly known in senior management spaces for his uh, coaching as well as senior management in interventions. Right. Uh, the other person is Debulina Datta, mm-hmm. uh, presently vice president, Luminous Group for HR and CSR. She is also a part of governing body for IM Indore and a visiting faculty at multiple tier one B schools in the country. Okay. Uh, what's common about them? I think uh, the four words which uh, Jack Welch from G often spoke about are the right set of four words that come to my mind, which is energy, energize, edge, and execute. Okay. Right? And from both of them, two, three things that really, really comes to my mind when I'm thinking of them and what I've really learned from them is A, be passionate about your goal and just work towards achieving it. No looking back. B, keep the rigor on. The moment you lose the rigor, the moment you lose the interest, the speed, you're diluting the purpose, the intent, the alignment. And the third one would be the humble behavior. Despite who you are, where you are, you still are grounded. And both of them, Anand David and Debulena Datta, are two such great bosses that I've ever experienced in the last 10 years of my professional life. Debulina Datta, of course, had, has had a, a great impact on me to pick up doctoral studies altogether, you know. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled, excited, and extremely happy of pursuing it. And I'm sure we'll be able to do a lot more to the practitioner's world as we move forward. Okay, interesting. And are there any tools that you use on a daily basis to be a better you? Practical tool or or like a materialistic tool, I would say a to-do list. Okay. I make it a point irrespective of how busy, what, where, when. Every morning I'm spending at least 10 minutes in populating my to-do list between all the segments of my life. Okay. My personal life college life, office life, as well as the NGO that I run. So I ensure I'm populating my to-do list every day and working towards taking as many as possible through the day. That is one. Second tool, which is a non-materialistic tool. I would say it's more internal by nature. And that would be 10 minutes of reflection towards the end of the day before you sleep. Reflect on how was your day, what worked, what did not work, how can you make it better tomorrow. So I make it a point that I'm spending some time for myself towards the end of the day. And before I start my actual day, I make my to-do list. Yeah. Hmm. Wonderful. I think a couple of my previous guests have... uh, Anybody doing the journaling, I think the to-do and the reflection is like... is part of their day activity. Yeah. In continuation, Aman, are there any habit you are practicing which has made you successful in whatever you are doing now? Well, that that would again be keep the rigor on, you know, uh, continue to pursue what you're pursuing. So habit would be I wake up early in the morning between 
uh, 4:45 and 5:30 every day. Okay. I make it a point that I spend at least 20 to 40 minutes doing some form of physical activity. It could be yoga, it could be gymming, or it could be brisk walk, for that matter, right? And ensure I read something every day, read at least something new for 20 minutes every day. Yeah, simple habits. Okay. <laughs> Aman uh, we have come to an end of this interview and before that I have one more question left and before I ask you that question how can people get in touch with you to get more insight collaborate or how can they reach out to you they just have to whatsapp me <laughs> <laughs> my number would be 9008866 i repeat 9008866556 you can also connect with me on linkedin yeah sure sure aman closing note and that last question you are advised to people who are new and want to accelerate their career in learning and development well um, patience is very important so be patient to yourself be learning agile and uh, have a purpose with clarity of thought of what you want to do why you want to do and how you want to do if you want to do <laughs> that's amazing and great insight uh, aman so guys all the links and resources which we have discussed in this episode will be made available in my show notes page of my podcast stars of learning and also on my website prajwitanowledge.com that is p r a j v i t a knowledge.com I will list out all our conversation in my podcast description for your quick reference. Thank you so much Aman for being on this show. It was wonderful talking to you and I had greater insights about the millennials and gamification, go mobile, get social, step bite sized, collaboration, giving feedback, immediate and continuous uh, and many more uh, I think for the many key learnings for the millennial success i really had a great conversation with you I really appreciate your time it's been great to have you on my show thank you so much thank you so much jyoti happy to be a part of stars of learning thank you so friends i hope this you enjoyed this conversation with aman jain if you have got any learning or motivated hearing to aman then make sure you do share this podcast with your friends and post it on facebook twitter insta and tag me and aman and do let your friends know about this amazing information you have learned and let this piece of information help many others to engage enlighten and empower all my wonderful listeners thank you so much for your patience and tuning into this show bye for now take good care of yourself and go out and do something engaging enlightening and empowering thank you